Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And today we're going to be talking about this potential banking crisis that may be on the horizon again. Now, you may find this strange for me to say this because isn't all the media, the Federal Reserve, Bank of England, ECB, all of the main central banks, all the media saying that the banking crisis has now been averted? Yes, they are. But what they're not saying, and remember, what we always have to look at is the actions of the central banks and the planners and the politicians. We don't listen to what they say, we look at what they are doing. So today I want to show you how they are saying the economy is super strong. And even if we look at all the data, the economic data that's coming out, it is the complete opposite of what is actually occurring. So, for example, I just made my monthly macro video in, in the private community, and one of the things I was talking about was the LEIs, the leading economic indicators. Every single one of them, bar two, were negative. That means that all of these indicators were negative, showing recessionary metrics. And there were only two. One of them was the S&P 500, which was up. Uh, we can probably get into that if we have enough time on the video, but quick snapshot here. The reason the S&P 500 has been growing, and I actually put this, again, this is one of the reasons to be in the private community, by the way, because I did a video on this two or three months ago where everyone was saying the markets were going to crash, and I said, actually, I think they're going to rise. The reason for that is liquidity. We'll get into liquidity a little bit on this video, but what we have seen is the markets rising, and over the last month, it's been rising heavily in tech, where the other sectors have slowed down. Again, this is an indicator of what is actually occurring. I'll try and get into jobs numbers as well this week if it, it fits in with around the other videos because, again, what we're seeing is reports that are completely different to what is actually happening. Why is this occurring? Because this is now 2024. It is a presidential election year. So all through this year, you're going to see all this really positive economic data and we've proven this on the channel multiple times over the last uh, few years, that then later on that data is revised. So they'll say how amazing everything is, how positive everything is, and then later on, six months later, they'll revise it all downwards. And they'll just put out, so of course, when it first comes out, it's this big fanfare. Wow, look at this economic data. And then later on, they revise it and it it's just published on a, uh, you know, the Fed website or something like that somewhere. So let's now look at all of the charts and the data, and you can see what's actually occurring here. So I want to begin with this article that came out on Zero Hedge. U.S. banks see massive deposit flight. This is the biggest since SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, as the Fed ends the BTFP up. Now, what, what exactly is this BTFP? We'll cover that very shortly, but this was the uh, way that banks, without going into a financial crisis, because they bought all of these treasury bonds, it was a way that they could, in effect, get a loan from the Fed in return for their collateral of these treasury bonds. So what we're now seeing is all this deposit flying away from the banks. Let me show you why that is occurring and where the money's going. After two weeks of outflows, money markets saw $42 billion. That is a huge amount of inflows last week sending the total assets above $6 trillion 
for the first time ever. And you can see on this chart here, this is 2024, this is 2023, and this is 2022. So you can see that the money has been flowing into the money markets, where it's on average about 5.2% interest. Why is that occurring? Let's have a look. So this is not, they claim here, I want to talk about this point, not exactly a bullish sign for stocks as investors are choosing super safe money markets where six month bills yield about 5.17%. Okay, so not far off at 5.2% as the Fed sticks to its higher for longer policy. Now, this is another thing. A lot of people think the Fed is about to drop rates. I, again, disagree. I don't think they are going to drop interest rates just yet. So what are we seeing? Well, even though the Fed is saying this new policy, which we'll come on to in a moment, this new discount window, even though everyone's saying, the Fed's saying, this is super safe, nothing to worry about, this isn't actually the truth. Because investors know what it means when the Fed forces banks to use this window. So we can see all of these charts, none of them are positive around the economy. Investors are moving their funds to safe havens. And for the first time since May of last year, usage of the Fed's facility dropped by 2.5 billion. It's now 165 billion. So this is what occurred when all the treasury bills started to go up in terms of their yield, but the value dropped by as much as 50%. So this is what actually occurred then. If you remember when the bank started collapsing, and then we're going one after the other, the Fed stepped in and said, okay, we're going to create this new program where your bonds that you're holding, your treasuries that you're holding, some of them are now half the value that they were. And of course, all the banks took your deposits and they put them into these, these treasuries for safety. If we then had a run on the banks where everyone started to say, okay, we need our cash out of the banks, you, your neighbor, everyone starts withdrawing the funds, the funds just wouldn't be there. And this is even without getting into the reserve ratios that the banks have now. So this was their way of stemming this, this banking crisis, which could have completely wiped out the entire U.S. banking system, which would have then spread globally. So why is this a problem then? Well, if the banking system is so strong, why is it only reduced by 2.5 billion, i.e. these loans, this, this, the usage of this facility? Why is it only dropped by 2.5 billion? That doesn't say strength, that says massive weakness. Even the reverse repo facility is seeing more drawdown on the liquidity aspects. There's only $500 billion left in the reverse repo. Talking of which, on a non-seasonally adjusted basis, total deposits, so these are bank deposits, plunged by a stunning $168 billion last week alone. This is the biggest drop since the SVB crisis, the Silicon Valley banking crisis. And we can see from the chart here, this is the deposits dropping back down. Now, also bear in mind, if you look at the trend line here, it's only just below the trend line. So we, I am going to still monitor this, but you can see here, and I know the graphics aren't great on, on this article, but you can see here, this is a huge decline. So seasonally adjusted total deposits also declined by 28 billion dollars. Another interesting trend that's happening then is the deposit flight then of large banks was down 141 billion, but small banks was only down 19 billion. Again, we can see this red bar here in the graphics. Now I've highlighted this in green. On the other side of the ledger, loan volumes rose by just over $10 billion, with the small banks adding 10.5 billion, while larger banks saw loan volumes drop 
238 million. And finally, as is now becoming evident in the share prices, the regional bank crisis is back. It never left, as evidenced by the red line below. Because without this facility, the BTFP, there is a massive hole, and the charts are clear on this. The red line is the small bank cash then. The blue line is the small bank's cash reserve, so that's their total assets. And then the green line is the large bank's cash reserves. So this is all from Bloomberg, by the way, this data has been pulled together. So when will Powell, this Jerome Powell Federal Reserve Chairman, be forced to admit a March rate cut is back on the table, or QE? Now, I've highlighted QE here because I think it's going to be QE rather than a rate cut. If I had to bet between the two, I would say it's going to be quantitative easing, which means more currency creation. What does more currency creation mean? It means higher asset prices. So I actually think, and again, we're in this sort of weird area again. We've gone through this period of two or three months where I was fairly confident markets would rise because of the liquidity, how it's moving. The uh, four or five months before that, I was sort of uncertain. Because we were in this period of uncertainty, money was going all over the place. But now we're back to this period where the money is fleeing banks and it's going into money markets for greater security. I think this is also because of war as well, the risk of war, what happens with wartime, stock markets very volatile, you see gold rising, you see people going to safe haven assets, etc. So yeah, I do think we're going to see QE as opposed to rate cuts. Uh, Bloomberg, US prepares rule forcing banks to tap into the Fed discount window. US regulators are preparing to introduce a plan to require, so it's not an option, it's a requirement that banks tap the Federal Reserve's discount window at least once a year to reduce the stigma. So again, they're trying to reduce the stigma because investors know what this means. It means weakness in the banking sector. But more importantly then, look at this. And in short, lenders are ready for troubled times. They are saying it here. They want lenders to be ready for troubled times. In an interview, the acting comptroller of the currency said the changes regulators will propose aim to ensure banks are more prepared to respond to sudden flights of deposits, which is exactly what is happening right now. So the irony of this is they put this in place in order to respond to sudden flights of deposits, and they've actually caused sudden flights of deposits to occur as a result of this policy. He went on to say, we want to make sure that banks have enough resources to meet any kinds of outflows within five days. Now that's very telling. Why within five days? Well, let's see if we can uh, figure that out, especially those related to uninsured deposits. Again, they're giving keywords all the way throughout. You've got to look at the words they're using. He added that the plan will also seek to remove any stigma associated with borrowing from the Fed's discount window. Yes, because there is, I mean, people know what this means. There's a lot of stigma behind it. On Thursday, he laid out several changes that regulators are likely to propose in the coming months. He said lenders would also have to craft plans to borrow in a pinch, including what collateral they'd pledge. Again, this is all saying to me there's a banking crisis coming, there's weakness here. Banks would face fresh a requirement to borrow from the discount window once a year to test their ability to do so. So again, it's a requirement. And the Mises Institute went into even more detail on this. The Fed prepares for a bank crisis while telling Americans the economy is strong. 
Last Thursday, Bloomberg reported that federal regulators are preparing a proposal to force the banks to use the discount window in preparation for future bank crises. The hesitancy from financial institutions to tap into this source of liquidity is justified. If the public believes a bank needs support from the Fed, it's rational for depositors to flee the bank. That's what is happening. The Fed's explicit aim is to provide cover from at-risk banks trying to hold off bank runs that are an inherent risk in our modern fractional reserve banking system. By strong-arming healthy banks to comply, the Fed is escalating moral hazard and leaving customers more vulnerable. They're trying to deliberately remove the signal of institutional risk. Now they go on to explain what I mentioned at the start of the video, these US treasuries with the low yields, which they all bought as risk-free assets. When the inflation hit, the bonds decreased in value in favor of newer, higher yield bonds. And this caused a financial crisis. Now this is another really important one. I just went into a lot of detail on on this in my um, private community video. But this is where I see a massive crisis coming. This could be the trigger for the main crisis and it's all around these commercial mortgages which the banks are holding. This is a ticking time bomb as soon as all of this starts to refinance. Some of it's already started happening. Commercial real estate debt is the most dangerous financial asset out there and it's sat on all of these banks at the moment. It is going to be a huge problem. So if you wanted to know what BTFP stands for, it's the Bank Term Funding Program, if you want to read up more on this. Now, the other thing the Fed's doing is they're letting this expire in March because they want to transition the banks to use the discount window instead. And as always, what they do is they say in public on all the press conferences, wow, the economy is so strong. Wow, it's this is the strongest economy we've ever had. Then Yellen comes out, repeats the same thing. Biden comes out and he says, this is the strongest economy in US history. Bidenomics works. This proves Bidenomics works. And then you look at the data and you say, what on earth is Biden talking about? All these people that are saying this. I mean, I mean, this is just politics, of course. You say one thing in public, but then behind closed doors. And of course, the crazy thing is they record these meetings where they say the opposite behind closed doors and then put it on YouTube. I mean, it's the most bizarre thing to me. But I think they realize that the average person just doesn't watch these meetings. But let me just finish up then with this article from Business Wire then. Uh, fewer Americans are optimistic about the economy in 2024. So the key findings then from this report was only 47% of Americans think the economy will improve in 2024. 55% say they're keeping more money in high yield savings accounts or money market funds because of interest rates. And 67% say in the past three months, prices are still too high and they are struggling to stay afloat. So again, we can see everything that is going on here. We can see the impact of inflation, even the job numbers. We'll, we'll see if we can get into that this week because it's not as it is being portrayed on the media. Again, it's uh, like an expert magician's trick of misdirection. They're showing you one thing with the job numbers, but actually it's not quite as it's being shown. Same with all the the wage increases and everything else, it's not how they are portraying it in the media. And please drop me a comment below if you prefer 
more financial content on the channel or do you prefer more news-based content? I would like to know your preferences as well. So thank you so much for watching today. Uh, take care. God bless you. God bless your families. And I will see you tomorrow.